stories, teachings, and guidance. Welcome to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast with your host, Rebecca Rankin. Welcome back to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode. Today, we will be talking about the healing practice of pelvic and vaginal steaming with our guest, Julia Demelones Moore, a vaginal steam practitioner and founder of Moonbeam Steams. Welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. So, Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your journey into becoming a certified pelvic steam practitioner and starting your business, Moonbeam Steams. Yes. So, um, okay. Yeah. My name is Julia Christine Demelionis Moore, and I live in Massachusetts with my family. I'm a mama of two little ones and home tending and mothering is my main energetic output these days. Uh, it's really all consuming. And, you know, I'm just so uh, glad to have a supportive husband and as well as my parents who live nearby. Um, I've been studying herbs for nearly a decade now. Uh, I wanted to name some of my teachers. Um, and show honor to that. Um, Brittany Wood Nickerson of Time Herbal, Angela Angel of Other Ways of Seeing, and Princess Manuel of Luya Healing. I love to think myself as like a lifelong student because there's always another layer, another dynamic, another story to learn from the plants and, you know, even our bodies. So it was my journey with plants and my journey into motherhood that brought me to the practice and remembering of vaginal steaming. Um, so after I had my first baby, I was struggling through the, mother the motherhood portal. I was really having a, a time. It was a time <laughs> like mentally, emotionally, physically, transitioning from maiden to mother and you know experiencing depression anxiety like loss of identity and really learning how to be in this new role while simultaneously I was experiencing like the joys of having a baby and I had an incredible pregnancy and a beautiful home birth experience that really awakened me to an inner wisdom and an inner power and confidence that I had possessed. But yeah, it was still like really challenging time after having a baby and just figuring it all out, yeah. um, which I think is really normal too in this society. Um, so, so I was seeking something that could support me physically and emotionally. And um you know, just working with herbs, but also I had remembered that in the Philippines, where my maternal line is from, uh, traditionally there is a practice called sub, which is postpartum vaginal steaming. And um, so like Googling it and just like trying to do more research, I found out more info through Steamy Chick, which is an educational resource and like hub for vaginal steaming, which was started by Kelly Garza, who's another one of my teachers. Um, but at that time, there was a, a DIY guide. So I I read it, I and I had herbs at my house and I decided to try it. And it was really like the most basic, like I was like kneeling in my living room <laughs> over a pot, yes. you know, so. <laughs> Um, but that with that one steam, it was life changing. It was life changing. I felt so much relief and relaxation, um, just with that one steam. Of course, it didn't like solve all my problems, but when my period came, maybe a week uh, after that, it was so different. 
uh, all my life, I had experienced excruciating period cramps every single month. You know, my blood was mostly brown, rusty. And after having a baby, everyone's like, oh, your periods will get better. But for me, it didn't, it was not that way. So I was nursing and, you know, I was bleeding. It was a lot for me. But after that first time of steaming, it was the first time I bled this beautiful red, vibrant, fresh red. And um, yeah, it was really profound for me to see that blood. It was so magical. And yeah, to just see and feel the difference of how my body was. Um, so I knew there was something to this practice. Yeah. And like low key, I just continued to do it. Um, I personally was still kind of like shy to like share it with my friends and family, but also really excited because I, you know, I talked about it with my mom and my sister and some of my cousins, um, you know, excited on that front. But in the mainstream of things, it was kind of uh, weird, <laughs> I guess, to say the, the least. So whatever, I kept doing it. And I, you know, as a stay-at-home mother, I uh, continued to pursue a, a certification through Steamy Chick and finished that and was still, like, hungering for more. So I uh, pursued the Parasteam Hydrotherapy Program um, which really goes into depth for all types of gynecological issues and applications for pelvic steaming. Um, so that's kind of my education and background with herbs and steaming. And I started Moonbeam Steams, which is pelvic steaming consultation and guidance. One, because I'm just like so passionate about pelvic steaming and I just want everyone to do it and to gain the benefits. Um, and it allows me a way to spread education, um, to teach and to offer steam coaching and space holding to those who want it as, and also like as a way to bring support to my family that's outside of my role and responsibilities as a mother and keeper of my home. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for, for sharing your, your journey into pelvic steaming and, and vaginal steaming. I know for myself, it's something that I've just in the, the recent years have been really leaning into. And I loved how you said, like, after that first steam, you're like, oh, wow, this is like deep remembering. And like, that's how, how I felt. Like I, <laughs> it's, it's something that just feels, uh, it feels amazing. And you can just, it's so nourishing for your, for your body. Can you describe a little bit to our listeners, what pelvic steaming is for maybe for those who may have never, maybe haven't heard of it or haven't tried it. Can you explain, just, just describe a little bit to us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you have, who have never heard of pelvic steaming, um, it's also known as vaginal steaming or some people call it yoni steaming, sacral steaming. But imagine it's Friday night. You're staying in, cozying up for the evening. You're making your favorite cup of tea. It, it's so warm in your hands and it smells so good. And rather than drinking it, you just sit over it. So... <laughs> It's really simple as that. And, you know, why? Because using warm herbal infused steam, our pelvic area will ab absorb the heat and plant constituents. Um, because in our pelvic area, we have muscles, ligaments, tendons, tissue, mucosal membranes. And of course, the wonderful organ, the uterus, which does so much for us. Um, yeah, so that increase of warmth and circulation from the steam brings blood supply to nourish and oxygenate, which helps the body heal and function. Um, and so if you've ever done like a facial steam or a respiratory steam, it's very similar, except on the other end. So yeah. Simple as that. I love it. <laughs> um, and where does pelvic steaming originate from? Because it is an 
ancient tradition. Okay, yeah. Um, so we find record of vaginal steaming being practiced all over the globe. Um, and traditionally, it's a postpartum healing practice. Um, and it's actually still practiced regularly in quite a few places all over the globe, um, including many diasporic communities here in the United States. This is indigenous healing technology, and we have to give thanks to the indigenous healers and the granny midwives who have kept this healing modality alive despite all efforts to erase it. Um, and personally, I have, uh, it's so interesting that I have a direct lineage of this practice in my family that I had no idea about uh, until I really started to get into this work. So my great grandmother in the Philippines was known as Manghilot, which is a healer who uses massage and herbs to help with sickness, but also help uh, with like babies being delivered. Mm -hmm. And so she performs swab, which is that postpartum vaginal steaming ritual for all the people she supported, including my grandmother after my mother was born. Oh. And yeah, I was unaware of this until I got into it and so it, it's just extra special to be doing this work and to now being able to like ask my grandmother and my aunties and hear stories so yeah I feel connected to this path that I'm on and but so that's in the Philippines but besides that vaginal steaming is found pretty much like all over Asia like in and in China and Korea today it's actually used in hospitals for certain cancer therapies. Mm. And, you know, it's found in New Zealand, in the Maori culture, India, Iran, Ghana, Kenya, Haiti, Jamaica, Eritrea, Colombia, Romania, Laos, Nicaragua, Mexico, Poland, Morocco, and more. Like, you know, that's only a few places. Um, where, where there's record, like Italy, France, even in the, um, there's like a, one of the oldest medical manuscripts in Europe, I think it's an Italian book, but there is an actual illustration of vaginal steaming, um, you know, and that was like, I don't know exactly, but like in the 15th century, like being when the book was published or whatever. So, it is all around the world and it's truly a global practice. And I love that the act of using fire and water and herbs connects cultures of women around the world. And it's like a prime example of the divine feminine wisdom as a science, as a medicine, you know, alchemy and magic. Um, in that, yeah, it's it's so powerful. But, you know, I did want to mention that the, the truth is that this hydrotherapy, this very effective form of hydrotherapy has been stamped out and suppressed due to the violence of colonialism, imperialism, you know, the patriarchal kind of dominating of healing spaces, particularly in women's health. And yeah you know, the roots of modern day gynecology are horrifying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, and the procedures available to us, you know, are oftentimes brutal. And, um, you know, of course they're, they're necessary sometimes, but vaginal steaming, which is a practice that has been historically suppressed and present day, it's still ostracized in the media. But it's a practice that's not only efficient and effective, but pleasurable and relaxing, which, you know, we can't really say that about many of the other gynecological procedures <laughs> oh my that gosh. we have. And, you know, another main reason why I'm really passionate about sharing this education. And luckily, there's a movement to kind of reintegrate the practice as uh what is it like integrative medicine and we're seeing more medical establishments acknowledging the benefits in the Czech Republic there is a steam practitioner who 
went through the same program that I did through Steamy Chick. And her name is Monica Volova, super sweet. And she is teaching midwives about steaming. And they've actually incorporated pelvic steaming into like one third of their labor and delivery units in the country because they've seen such a positive impact that steaming has with laboring women. And oh my gosh, it's just amazing to see that 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 is being you know, used to support birthing people, you know, in the hospitals. And there's a growing list of medical doctor like OBGYNs who are also integrating steaming into their practice, such as Dr. Lorena White at the Udemonia Center in Maryland. And, you know, if you haven't heard of that center, oh my gosh, it is like the Oh, like the dreamiest ideal idea of healthcare. She has like a nutritionist. She has doulas on her staff. Like I think she even has yoga instructor on her staff. It just shows you an example of kind of like the model, like what it could be. Of Can you imagine, like it'd be Can like a template imagine? for. Yes, I want to see more of that, and it's just so beautiful to be in the same time period that that is actually realistically happening. Amazing. And when you mentioned that like vaginal steaming can really be traced back to all these ancestral lineages kind of across all continents. So when, you know, as an individual, when you experience it and this like somatic experience, you're like, it's such this, you know, we've already said this maybe twice now, like this deep remembering of, of pleasure, of nourishing, of healing and wait, because it's part of us, it's part of our our ancestral lineage that mm-hmm. in a way has been kind of cast aside and mm-hmm. it ostracized. It's it's in all of us. And the more that we can lean into this divine feminine approach to healthcare, to help, um, to well-being, greater well-being, it's it's about looking at at the the whole woman, not just the parts. Right, nourishing the whole woman, not just the the symptoms. It's beautiful. And so, if someone wants to start to practice vaginal steaming, what are the benefits that someone can really look forward to receiving? Yeah, there's just so many benefits. <laughs> um, and yeah, okay. So steam itself has so many benefits, and I feel like it's such a underutilized practice just steam itself whether it's you know vaginal steaming or facial steaming but um in terms of pelvic steaming like the warmth the increase of circulation the the toning that steam has and and the lifting action of steam steam is magic it is so powerful and it's not air it's water and our bar our bodies are mostly water so we're very aligned with the the medicine that steam can offer just like physiologically um so yeah the warmth of the steam increases circulation and blood flow which nourishes the uterus plus all the muscles tissues membranes and sometimes our organs just need some tlc to function optimally. Um, and I feel like steaming is TLC. And the state of our monthly uterine cleanse, aka menstruation or our period, it correlates to the state of our overall health and wellness. And as Lisa Hendrickson Jack says, our period is our fifth vital sign. Um, and we can really tell a lot with with our period so with using pelvic steaming we can support our uterus to have a better bleeding experience which can change the quality of our life like if your bleeds are so disruptive and so um depleting of course that affects the quality of your life month to month to month and that's just normalized so yeah, it, it just helps bring balance to our periods from pain relief to easing PMS. 
um, and like regulating the cycles, which is an interesting term, but for instance, you can, if you have like a really short cycle with steaming and herbs, you can actually lengthen your cycle so you're not bleeding all the time. And, you know, if you have really long cycles, like where's my period and you're feeling that kind of stagnation element, you can use pelvic steaming to shorten your cycles. Um, and for postpartum healing, it can help heal tears. It could help clear the, the lochia out. It could help um, with stress relief. That's a very stressful time in your life. So keeping your blood pressure down and, you know, healthy is, is, is a great benefit to the steaming practice. Plus like other digestive issues like uh, nausea and constipation. I actually have a client who <laughs> said after her first steam, she was like, I had the best poop ever. <laughs> and I just love that so much. Um, but yeah, so it helps heal, can heal organ prolapse because of that, that lifting action from the steam um, and hemorrhoids even, um, painful sex, clearing out irregular discharge and infection, and as well as very being very supportive in healing traumas and like moving emotions and processing steam it's it's also a fabulous vehicle for herbal medicinal properties which enters the body the mucous membranes so you have steam and you're steaming your, your vagina and that's mucous membrane and that the blood stream is right there so those chemical constituents within the infused steam, you're getting those directly. And so for building blood and pain relief, that's huge. And one of the other benefits is the nervous system support. Um, and nervous system support that vaginal steaming provides is really understated. Oh my gosh. And that is personally, I think the number one reason that I steam for nervous system support. Um, and as cyclical beings, we might hold so much like in our hips and in our wombs and from, you know, from all, from the, the whole gamut from trauma, as well as like the power of our sexuality and sensuality and creativity and, the cervix is part of our physical nervous system. Like that's our vagus nerve is part, you know, the cervix is part of our vagus nerve. So using the steam to like literally physically nourish our nervous system, it's big. Yeah. With, with all those amazing benefits, my guess is that there's also some contraindications. What might those be? Excellent. Yes. So there are times where it is not, safe or ideal to steam i would say if you're in a state that prevents you from being in your body and being able to accurately gauge temperature and handle hot water safely for instance like under the influence of alcohol i would not steam and you would never steam when you are menstruating or bleeding so that is because the increase in circulation it would just increase bleeding and just open your body to you know potentially you know hemorrhaging or um you don't want to bleed more than you need to so never mm -hmm. steam when you're on your period mm -hmm. when you're pregnant for the same kind of reason and when you are trying to conceive after you ovulate yeah and it's all because of the increase of circulation and you don't want to clear anything out that you don't want to that you want to be keeping in and mm -hmm. if you have periods that are if you have cycles that are really short like you're you're having two periods per month or you have intermittent bleeding you know, bleeding in between your periods, I would also suggest to not steam. Yeah, in, the, in that case, I would definitely 
recommend like getting acupuncture support to stop the bleeding but yeah so when you're on your period when you are pregnant when you're trying to conceive and it's after ovulation and if you have two periods per month or bleeding in between your period great that's so useful so that's when it would be contraindicated to to steam. So when would the best times to steam within your cycle and honestly just within your lifespan? <laughs> mm. Yeah, the best times to steam is pre-period and post-period. Mm-hmm. So the pre-period steam introduces um, you know, the herbal constituents with your blend and obviously circulation and warmth to support your uterus before it bleeds. Um, And it's also a nice way for you to remind yourself that you are about to bleed and to like prepare for it. Kind of like a check-in with your body to, you know, get your get your pads ready, meal prep, check things off your to-do list if needed so that I, when when your bleed comes, you can really ideally focus on just resting. And as well as like a lot of us can feel anxious or depressed pre-period and steaming can be a way to relax and get grounded, which can help us move through those emotional symptoms. I I find that steaming right before my period is, I mean, you, you touched on this and I, and I love it is that it does, it just gives you the opportunity to give yourself some grace, to slow down, to, to check in. And I find that, and you kind of said this a little bit earlier, sometimes when you, when you know your period's like about to start and you're like, all right, any, like any minute now, I find that if I'm like feeling that and then I steam, then it's like my period starts and it's like, oh yes, here we are. Uh, it's, it's like magic. <laughs> totally. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And so f- for the post period steaming, that is my favorite, my absolute favorite because, um, Like in my experience, after my period, you know, blood changes the pH and I get like really dry and it can be really painful. So the steam introduced moisture and, you know, those herbs are just so good. And and, in the whole steaming, it just kind of like makes me feel refreshed and like getting like a deep cleanse. And it, it also, again, kind of sets me up for to match the energy of my hormone cycle. So building back up and setting the stage for the next phase of my cycle. So yeah, I love that post-period steam. It's so good. Yeah. So pre-period and post-period are really nice times to steam. And um the life cycle. Yeah, as for steaming within our life cycle, we can really apply steaming to all of the important life transitions as cyclical beings Mm -hmm. from menarche, when we get our first bleed, like using steaming as an empowering practice for young girls to embody and practice self-care, body awareness, pleasure, communion with the plants and their own cycles like like I I wish I had that you know I think introducing steaming at that pinnacle point Mm -hmm. of men art can be so powerful for confidence and establishing establishing yourself as a cyclical being yes um you know and and also for so speaking again to my experience at a very young age since my first men arc I struggled with that excruciating menstruation. It was like really, really difficult. You know, I missed school and work. And the only option as a young girl I was given was hormonal birth control. And, you know, obviously that has its own, you know, we, we can list all the 
kind of bad things about that on a young body, mineral depletion and, you know, emotional issues. But so that was my only option. And, you know, if I had the teachings of steaming, I probably would have had a completely different experience with my periods, um, you know, saving from all those years of pain and as well as, you know, other body image things and, you know, other that many others struggle with during that point in our lives, you know? I mean, can you imagine if that was how Menarche was established for you? Was that like for all of us was, oh, here's this beautiful practice um, to show you like the sacredness of your cycle and how it is so empowering. We would, the majority of us would probably not have that same feeling of burden of feeling inconvenienced by having a cycle it would just destigmatize like the shame around having a cycle absolutely absolutely yeah and so yeah these these really important transition points and yeah for birthing people um steaming can be beneficial postpartum and, you know, we see this all around the world. It's traditionally done for healing and to, again, mark an entrance into another st- stage of our life cycle into motherhood. So something that a lot of women dread is perimenopause and menopause, right? It's like this, just the messaging around it, it's so negative. And mm-hmm. I find it interesting that Chinese medicine calls perimenopause our second spring which is so incredibly beautiful and it sets the tone so differently than kind of how in American culture menopause is just like this this horrible thing and all these issues that are expected you know yeah I just have this image of um you know women standing in front of an open refrigerator which is great but Pelvic steaming can support all of those symptoms. Menarche, postpartum, and that kind of menopausal, um, pre-menopausal, postmenopausal times in our life cycle are good times. And yeah, one thing I just thought about too is like applying pelvic steaming. So when we get our physical checkups yearly or, or whenever, as women, you know, we go into the gynecologist's office and, you know, it's kind of like scary and intimidating and, you know, you get anxiety and it can be so painful, but like steaming, you can at home steam at home before you go into a pelvic exam Mm. and that could help calm you down, ground you as well as relax you physically. So, you know, the speculum, for some people is so painful. So, so using that as a tool to support your, your healthcare. Mm, um, and it could be a way to bring more autonomy into your healthcare experience, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a such great advice. I think that will go far for so many of yeah. us. Yes. Thank you for that. And I, and I love how with each kind of shift, each transition is, you know, you're, you're shifted like the maiden to mother to, to crone, like it is, it's applicable to all those and helps us transition into stepping into this next version of ourselves. Like that's, that's just beautiful. Can you go through the, the process of public steaming? Like how long does someone like steam for how often can you describe a little bit what that looks like yeah great so the process itself is very simple essentially it's the same process of preparing a cup of tea you heat up some water you add herbs let them steep and then you wait until the temperature of the steam feels comfortable to sit over um so I love the simplicity of the actual process um, and the duration and frequency of like how long someone should steam and how often someone should steam depends on the person's cycle, depends on their 
constitution and like what they're steaming for, what their what their steaming goals are. So for instance, someone who experiences hot flashes will steam for a shorter amount of time because it is, you know, a heat therapy, um, you know, and they would use different herbs as opposed to someone who has uh, really long cycles, like 50-day cycles, and they're just trying to get their period to come. They're trying to bring on that bleed. So they would obviously steam for like a longer period of time. And like each plan can be a little different. So someone who's using pelvic steaming to soothe their hemorrhoids would be a little bit different than like a postpartum healing steam plan. And what I'd like to say is that, you know, if you're listening and you want to try steaming, um, I would advise to start with a 10-minute sit to just see how your body likes it, how it acclimates. Yeah, and just to start from there. Beautiful. And if someone wanted to do this at home, like what would they want to do in order to make this part of their at-home practice? I will say that for a long time, I just use like hovered over a pot until my birthday. I had um, my husband create a steam seat for me from reclaimed cedar that was like on our property and everything. So, um, so I finally have my own seat mm-hmm. now, but um, can you describe just a little bit, if someone wants to incorporate this at home, what, what should they, what would they want to do in order to make that a pro- part of their practice? I love that. What a sweet gift. Um, <laughs> no, it's so sweet. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, like one of the most lovely, wonderful things about steaming is that it's so accessible. Like most of us have access to clean water, heat source, a vessel to hold the water and herbs in your kitchen. You don't, you actually don't even need to use herbs. So basically water, a pot and something to heat the water up. Um, so most of us already have what is needed to begin a steam practice at home. And yeah, I did the same thing when I first started. I just knelt over a pot in my living room. Um, but for folks who are dealing with particular gynecological issues, like whether it's fertility challenges or chronic painful periods or particularly prolapse, because you, you you do want to be really supported in that way. So I would recommend getting a steam seat because it, it gives you support. You know, you're not going to be squatting and kneeling for, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. That That's hard work. <laughs> so getting a steam seat allows you to feel physically supported. Um It'll help you like drop into that healing space, that healing state, that parasympathetic nervous system. Um, and another cool thing about having a steam seat is that it's kind of like an intentional space, like the mm, special yeah. spot for you to get into the womb healing zone, in the steam zone. Yes. But yeah, I would say water, a pot, and something to heat up the water with and you're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so simple it is. <laughs> and I love that you share that. I mean, you you can start without even using herbs. It can just be steam. And speaking of herbs, mm-hmm. what like what are your favorite herbs to use when steaming? Like like your top five and why? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is no particular order. We love you all plants. Yes. Yes. Right. (laughs) No hard feelings. (laughs) Yeah. So I think my top five and the herbs that I use a lot in my uh, herbal formulas are um, nettles because they're just like the herbal multivitamin they're great with blood building and they have so many minerals that our body needs and our cells need red raspberry leaf 
again, it's just really rich in minerals and nutrients and has like an affinity for our uterus anyway. Um, so yeah, nettles, red raspberry, lavender, because it's nervous system support. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, it's disinfectant too. So it can be really helpful for um, infections and lemongrass. It just smells so good. It's circulating and it helps with digestion and rosemary because a lot of us have it in our kitchen. And for all the, you know, similar, similarly, it smells great, brings circulation to the area. Yeah, I just, I just love them all. Um, But, you know, if you have like a chamomile tea bag or a green tea tea bag, like you can also use that. Most of us have some type of tea in our cabinets anyway. And most likely if you can drink it as a tea that you can like get at the grocery store, it's safe to steam with. Um, That's great advice. Yes. Those are my top five for today. (laughs) Love it. Public steaming has regained popularity probably in like the last decade or so, there are a lot of women and those with female biochemistry that are really like reclaiming their femininity and reclaiming these like ancient practices that are somewhat in a way just encoded in within us. Like, What are your thoughts as to why, why, why do you think that is? I love this question. Um, So yeah, with vaginal steaming in particular, I think a reason why it's coming into popularity and more people are seeking out information about it, I think it's because there's a huge gap in women's reproductive health, like in maternal health care, in Western medicine. So like the options are really limited. And I think generally we're being failed. And our cyclical nature is not being honored in this linear society that we live in, in this kind of reductionist view of medicine about our cycles. So a practice like pelvic steaming is really radical because it's so accessible. It provides a solution to so many menstrual and gynecological issues that otherwise would be like masked with the hormonal birth control for example like the maternal mortality is just it's so high in this country and pelvic steaming can really support lowering blood pressure there's a really small study done by the parasteam hydrotherapy institute um called the fourth trimester vaginal steam study and um you know it's it's a really small i think there was like 15 people in the study but what it's showing is the the opportunity for these maternal uh postpartum issues that can lead to death to to really be um mitigated and and stopped so you know, women and birthing and bleeding people, they're not being supported by the system. And at times they're like being actively harmed by the system, especially if you're melanated. And so of course, we're going to be seeking out a practice, you know, a birthright wisdom that we can do safely at home. And that's going to support us. And that like, we feel connection with from our ancestors and Mm-hmm. Yeah, so vaginal steaming really fills in what we are needing to support our health. And I I love to invite my clients to and anyone who's listening who to see like where in their ancestral lineage, like if vaginal steaming was a thing, like even if it's, you know, just from the region your ancestors came with, but if you have access to elders, like ask them about it maybe 
maybe their grandmas and aunties were doing that in the kitchen, you know, like just as a way to kind of deepen that remembering. I love that deepening your remembering. Yes. With your knowledge, how, how do you like personally, Julia, how do you work with, with your clients? Yeah. So as a parasteam hydrotherapist, I can support people with steaming for a multitude of gynecological issues. And, you know, I like to remind everyone I work with that I'm just one part of their care team, because I feel like it's so important to view healing as, you know, through through a multifaceted lens where you have a bunch of people on your team working to support you and like you're coming at the healing from different angles so yeah I work with folks who are seeking out support with integrating pelvic steaming into their lives and the majority right now is for painful periods but as well as um, postpartum and entering menopause, like that perimenopausal stage. So we meet virtually, we discuss the challenges that they're facing and kind of like what their steaming intentions are. And I use a psychoanalysis, which they fill out and it identifies the imbalances that we're working on to harmonize. And it's really cool to be able to, um, for a lot of people, to be able to sit with that psychoanalysis and like look back at the patterns and the observations and to kind of like like meet their period again in a different way. And yeah, to like spin it positive, you know, like, okay, so these are the imbalances, but like right now we're acknowledging that and like how do we harmonize that how do we work to bring balance so um I come up with a steam protocol and herbal formula and any additional recommendations for them to try like like lifestyle shifts or I often recommend acupuncture and um one of my favorite things to talk about with Uh, people I work with is like period care like how they're caring for themselves while they bleed and just like you know shifting how can you shift your your life a little bit bring you more support during your bleeding time honestly it can be really hard for some people to do and of course we live in this capitalist linear society so it does not give us as cyclical beings any breaks at all um but yeah so I offer um extended support for those who like that um which includes check-ins reminders and space to like troubleshoot and ask questions um because steaming kind of will shift your cycle and it's nice to just have someone to like check in with and maybe like tweak the herbs a little bit or you know tweak the protocol a little bit um and I also offer educational workshops and classes about pelvic steaming as well as I'm starting to do more of this in-person private steams and steam circles which is really fun I love to do it my business model has shifted so much because I started this type of work before the pandemic and I was doing obviously a lot more like in-person stuff mm-hmm. and then with everything with the you know pandemic happening I was like how am I still going to bring support to my community and to the people who want support and so having these virtual offerings has like really allowed so much growth and my ability and capacity to like spread the word about steaming. Yeah, it's amazing. That's such a gift to all of us. This has been, uh, you've shared so much with us, Julia, and I'm so grateful for for this, for that, that you've expanded and are sharing just more and more um, with all of us. So, so thank you for that. What would be one last thing that you'd like to share with our audience? So I speak a lot about 
women and from the standpoint of women, because I am a woman, <laughs> but pelvic steaming is beneficial for all bodies, trans, non-binary, and men. Um, prostate and colon issues are a big collective disease, diseases, you know, with prostate and colon cancers. And so if you have people in your life that have prostates, pelvic steaming can be really supportive to that. And yeah, as a mother of two sons and just wanting to normalize steaming for all bodies because the benefits are just there's just so many benefits and you know I guess there's like a stigma you know with like toxic masculinity and stuff surrounding self-care if you're you're you know a man and yeah I just want to teach my boys that you know the the that you have tools to support your health and pelvic steaming can be one of those tools. That's great. I love that you added that, that it's for all bodies. If you have a pelvis, you can steam it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this has been so great. Thank you so much, Julia, for being on the show and co-creating this episode. Um, How can our listeners find you and connect with you? Yeah, thank you so much, Rebecca, for this opportunity. And you're an amazing host. And yes, I just love it all. Um, So my website is (laughs) www.moonbeamsteams.com. And you can find me on Instagram at moonbeamsteams. And I recently started a TikTok account. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But you could, it's a little bit different. Um, the handle is at Moonbeam V Steams. Great. And I'll be sure to put those in the show notes. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, they'll be in the show notes. You can check those out. Oh, Julia, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and being uh and sharing all of your wisdom with all of us. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you.